Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Recovering SGMer podcast. It's been a little while, and we have kind of a new format now. So let me introduce our co-host, Jessica <laughs> Prather. Hello. Hello. Hi. I always thanks, wonder, I'm pronouncing that Thanks for letting me right? come back. <laughs> of course. We kind of created a big, big shitstorm. A little Maybe, bit of drama. Yes. Imagine that. Imagine that. So thank you for inviting me back. Yeah. I have probably a lot of people or will have people new listening that probably sure. are not aware of kind yeah. of the podcast. Um, our uh, Facebook group has grown. Last two years. For sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's been two years. So let's kind of catch people up to speed a little bit on what happened. I guess, well, first we started, I started this podcast to have people come on and share their stories um, of abuse and mm-hmm. just spiritual trauma in general in terms of Sovereign Grace or Sovereign Grace Churches, PDI. It started out okay. It was, I think I did like a couple episodes just talking about stuff. You were the first guest. Yes. Yes. I think how it started was you, I think you asked me, I think you asked me and I was like, sure. Like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine doing that and sharing, sharing kind of like what we went through leaving Sovereign Grace. And so did not think (laughs) it was going to raise the stink that it was, that it did. And so that was, that was definitely shocking that it It was. Okay. It was really shocking to me. It was. Yeah. So you weren't prepared either. No, no. I had no idea. I just like, I'm going to share my story. It's not really a big secret, you know, like, especially in that church, a lot of people knew like what. Oh, let's talk. We didn't even say what. (laughs) episode it was. It was about uh, the Gilbert Church in Arizona. Um, Sovereign Grace Gilbert, uh, Rich Richardson is the church leader there. And we were, the, I mean, the previous podcast that I went on with you mm-hmm. was just about, um, we were heavily, heavily involved with domestic violence victim. And to like wrap it up, <laughs> it's just like, just hard, but like to wrap it up in a concise way, they were very reconciliation, keep the marriage together, very on that train. And then at the end, were very like abuser, like centric to the point where the last meeting that I had with the pastors, with, so it was Rich Richard, Rich Richardson, Aaron Habegger, and then Jason Hansen were there with me, Adam, and then our two friends, Dallas and Stormy. We're all in this meeting. So there's like a lot of witnesses. That's like what's crazy is that they can like yeah. get away with this shit. For real. And like they have like, there was like eight witnesses in that room. And they, but they can ber- still spin it how they want. Oh, totally. <laughs> and basically berated me, Adam, and our friends for like being mean to the abuser and like not calling him a Christian. And like, it was just like mind blowing. Was that specific meeting mostly about that? Like, yeah, I mean, it was, they really, they really went hard on, on that on that part. And the victim was there. And so that's like, what was even worse about it was this is a pastor sanctioned meeting where we who are trying to help her, we're getting scolded for like not giving the abuser a chance for being so negative Mm -hmm. with the abuser for not thinking that he's changed. And he, he Mm -hmm. wasn't. 
I mean, yeah. like, and that's what's what was just so tragic about that entire situation in meeting because for any victim in a situation like that, like what choice do they really have except to stay in an abusive relationship like that's not really a choice (laughs) yeah it it was very manipulative and so that was the last time I was at Sovereign Grace so and that was how long ago it was beginning beginning of 2018 was like our last day there I we had stopped going to the church like in December just Mm because the abuser was like certain like one of the last straws for Adam and I yeah was the cert like him serving like he was like an usher and Adam's like that like literally makes me sick to my stomach that he's supposed to be you know oh no we're like keeping an eye out and he's like serving like nothing's wrong you know and uh, like that's one thing that is like serving the church is kind of part way of like redeeming a person sometimes they feel like they use it that way do you know what I mean it can't it definitely can be and it also like in that sovereign grace culture if you're serving and you're a member of you have to be a member of the church true yeah and you have to be a member in good standing and so it according to their bylaws of the whatever according to the yes. rules <laughs> yeah are the so, rules back then they've been revised the quite a few times they like. don't apply to yeah. everyone that's what was like also just like mind-boggling was okay he is an abusive person and he's still serving but and like he just did a very the abuser did a very good job at like playing like the sad puppy like, yeah woe is me you know he played that role very very well um and so that's what was also like your your the pastors were kind of talking out of both sides of their mouth of like oh yeah yeah, no Pharrell we're taking this very serious but they were honestly just placating and just pacifying so that eventually they could be reconciled okay so we did that podcast and we talked about that experience, a little bit of your experience, well, your experience in that. And sure. then it dropped. Yeah. And what within, was like, what was, yeah. Within 48 hours, <laughs> Sovereign Grace Gilbert already had a statement up on their church website. So oh, was, was it the, that fast? It was that fast. It was like, they, he can't yeah. respond to an email. But he, right. can, but he can definitely put up a church website. Statement. And we mean Rich Richardson, which I feel yeah. like maybe he's, if you're on social media, I mean, I know you unfriended him or a lot. Yeah, early. I have him blocked. And, <laughs> yeah. And really after this whole ordeal, I, I don't think I have him blocked, but I de- did defriend him because mm-hmm. it was, just, it's so easy for me to get really sucked into that. But oh, sure. That, and it just wasn't helpful. But anyway, if you follow okay. Rich online, he is very, uh, he loves, or I don't know if I'd say he loves to, but he sure uh, puts out a lot of like church statements that sometimes like have me scratching my head. Like, why are you even yeah. addressing this publicly? Yeah. It's all about appearance, like for yeah. him. So and that's, that's really what it was. So we tried like to reconcile or even just, like be on good terms, like not be on good terms, but just like you guys fucked up majorly. We're pissed. And like, you to need like to the like church, be held yeah, accountable. Yeah. So not really right. be on good terms, but like, kind of like you, this is not okay. 
And so right. there were, I mean, several email text exchanges. And the last interaction that we ever had was with Adam in Dallas had coffee with Jason. And the only thing that he apologized for was miscommunication. That's, I mean, what's toxic about the leadership in that church too, is when you're surrounding yourself around a bunch of yes men and you're a toxic leader, that's just going to allow for abuses to be made. And that's one of the problems with a few churches it's almost run like a family business in Sovereign Grace. Like there are a few churches that I'm aware of that it's just like the, you know, maybe the dad starts out as a pastor and then he has kids. And then before we know it, the kids are grown up and then they run the church. But in the Gilbert church, I mean, it's. So Trey and Rich are related. And Trey's Rich's dad. And to my knowledge, I think they're still the only ones like on staff there. Everyone else. Oh, you would think that'd be a little bit eye-opening, but. That's the big, that's the big red flag. And that's what's wrong in churches like that is like when you're in that environment, you don't see how abusive and how toxic it can really Absolutely. be until you're yeah. on the outside. And so that was like, when we left, that was very eye opening for me. I had contacted like 14 different domestic advocates of like, did, what did I do wrong? Like what, yeah. what happened here? All of them were like, oh my gosh, like, that's not okay. That's not normal. So is that pretty validating to you? Like, okay, wait, I'm not the crazy one. It is. It was like, okay, I'm not crazy. But then when, when the, when the podcast hit and everyone's like, you know, you're this, you're that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Then it does make you question your own reality, which is is very common in those environments. Yeah, which is what wound up happening. I mean, so it came out and I guess let's just explain. So I block out a lot of stuff and some of this stuff, like I even went back to kind of look at, like maybe get a timeline specific of what happened and just for my own mental health. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't need to know the specifics. We'll, we'll just recap and talk about what we remember. Totally. Um, I remember totally. I started getting just emails about, um, Mm. I I really, (laughs) they're my favorite because it starts out like, um, hot, like it starts out nice ish and like, Oh, really appreciate what you're doing. Evangelicals really love to sandwich. Yes. Is that's what it is. Yes. So anyway, so I just started getting, I remember I got quite a few emails and I would just look at like the podcast numbers and like, Oh my gosh, like there was a hundred listens like within the past 24 hours. Like that Mm -hmm. wasn't the record before. And I remember looking back. So I was getting emails about like, I, I really think that you have a lot, you and Jessica have, well, I guess Jessica has a lot of things wrong. She doesn't understand the real story, yada, yada, which is not true. And, but also like, uh, sharing stuff about like, have you ever thought the victim might not want this out there and stuff? And then basically just take it down. Like that was how they mostly ended. It wasn't mm-hmm. even really sandwich. I remember one specifically was like, you just need to take this podcast down. You're not doing anything good. And so it like, mm-hmm. it kind of, some of like the emails and then the messages for me and I like sometimes borderline, I felt were a little bit like, well, it did get to the point where it was harassing at least with like rich and some like where they just wouldn't give it up and would keep contacting 
keep messaging, keep spreading, putting statements out. And it was just like, I felt very caught up. And then I started questioning myself because there was this one instance where we talked about, I guess Rich was saying like, we got counselor for this person or whatever. And what happened was he was like, we were like, it was a biblical counselor. And so then he was like, no, it wasn't, but it took him a lot, a long time of like back and forth messages where I was like, well, it is like, I don't know. I wasn't there, but this is what Jessica is saying. And I am inclined to believe her. Like it was not a licensed Mm -hmm. counsel or a licensed therapist or licensed state licensed counselor. It's a biblical counselor, which is different. And that was kind of like one thing that he just really harped on, like, no. And then it got to the point where he was like, you can even reach out to Rachel Denhollander. She gave us the names of whatever to give this person. And so then when you toss out a name like that, I was like, wait, what? So Rachel Denhollander gave you someone. So, and I was Uh like, wait, hold on. And so then I started second guessing and like, and this is what I have the most regret. And we've talked about this, but like, yeah. So he was messaging me and what I found really interesting that like the first time he messaged me about this, he was like, I'd really love to talk on the phone because I know you're saying you have a lot of issues. This was more just related to me, not like what we discussed in the podcast. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like, I know you're saying you're having a lot of issues with sovereign grace and I really just, I want to hear you out. I don't understand these issues. So it's the typical, he says that all the time. He could be a politician. Like Absolutely. He is that good. He's very winsome in his speech. Like he's a classic manipulator. Like all the telltale signs of manip- manipulative language and making people feel heard. Like he's very, very good at that without actually like hearing them. <laughs> That's it. It's like, and even I, because I know sure. a lot of people are a lot of it's a common thing. Like, let's talk in person. Let me get you a cup of coffee and we'll talk and they'll listen. Yeah, it's but not they documented. Don't. And I've been in those situations you know, on very totally. smaller scales that weren't a big yeah. deal, but I just felt really dumb for like, I felt like I had fallen into his trap and like, anyway, so uh-huh. I, so he started off that way, but then it was just like this back and forth of like, sure. well, Jessica doesn't know this and she lied about this. And so I was sure. like, but no, like, I don't know. But then like, it just kept like coming in. And so then he yeah. got really hung up on, like I said, the whole oh, sure. biblical counselor, yeah. not biblical counselor, That's Rachel so Den Hollander approved or whatever. And she was anyways, not involved at all. Yeah. yeah but that it didn't... entire time she was not and involved. It, it was a wordsmith thing. Cause I did go back later on, not recently, but later on. And I was like, he didn't say like, technically she was involved with this situation, but said like, yeah. she gave us counsel for, for this. And this was her recommendations, but spent, so that spins it in a way that makes me think like, okay, she was somehow and not when we and were she, involved. Right. I honestly, okay. So he said, but but that's the thing is like these, these men can, and there's like proof, like that's, what's crazy mm-hmm. is there's proof via emails and texts. Like, it's not like, yeah, but they can just talk out of their ass because they can't like, because, yeah. because it's rich and, and right. people outside of that church do not believe even neighboring churches like in Gilbert. Oh yeah. Do not like him. So mm-hmm. there, so, but what's, crazy is they can lie and their church community 
will back them up because it's rich and it's our pastor and blah, blah, blah. And that's what happened. Red flags. Yeah. So, and that's just so irritating to hear because you were, you know, like what you said, you were sucked into that and it, it doesn't make you dumb. So you are not dumb. Um, but it's, that's how, that's how he works is like, yes, because that's how it was. It was like, wrap you into my snare mm-hmm. and then you're just left confused and that's, like yeah what? it was you know? and very that confusing a lot with him because yeah. you're like a lot of I remember a lot of our phone conversation like I would end the call and I'm like wait did he really just like not say anything <laughs> yeah but he made you feel like right. heard without really actually doing anything. And so that's, it's what quite we a talent. Involved. It really is. Yeah. Very. Um, and so that's just, that's just so yeah. Bonkers because yeah, stuff like that can be easily proved. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, but he can lie because no one's going to ask him for proof, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, that's what it turned on to on his Facebook thread. It was a lot of, his um right hand men or man just and yeah. being very harsh like at one point yeah. uh just not very kind at all and well you're the enemy like right. we're the enemy and so it's like so discredit they're not, this person yes i am almost three years sober actually and at that time oh. at the time it was early in my sobriety it was probably almost coming up on one year and I was still in therapy and stuff. So it was, sure. I was, I was in a better uh, headspace than I was obviously right after rehab and stuff, but sure. it hadn't even been a year uh, of like counseling and being sober that this all blew up. And sure. someone like was questioning whether I was actually sober, if I was using out of like, it just out of really nothing, it just kind of like exploded. And then it was like, let's just use whatever we can, whatever we know yeah. about this person, whatever they're these saying. These are so-called Christians. Like these yeah. are people of faith. And that's right. what's disgusting it about is. the whole thing. Because these people knew us. Like yeah. they knew Adam and I. They knew Dallas and Stormy. Like they, we were in that church for almost 20 years. I always forget like, you were in it so long. You know, like them to be so... So like they knew, they knew it wasn't, we were nobodies. Like we were, we people, they knew us. And so that's how quick in a toxic church community, that's how like that they Mm -hmm. can flip the switch and be like, oh, you're on the outside. So now you're the enemy. Yeah. Instead of like asking me, honestly. Yeah. Like, why are they even emailing you? Why don't you ask me? Right. So a lot of those people I have blocked on social media, but they have my phone number. Not one time have we got gotten contact. And so that's, what's very, that's also very telling too, is they have no, no shame in contacting you. But then I haven't heard from those people in at all. When, so after that, after the podcast did, Mm -hmm. I mean, I probably had upwards of like 20 different like conversations with people. So did anyone, Mm-mm. did anyone ever contact you? No. no. So after that whole thing, no one did. No. no. And how did you see, Not so did person. some, did someone, um, me- you told well, me. <laughs> probably, <laughs> I think yeah, I was going to say, I think you were like, oh my gosh, I think you were the one that told me shit, Jessica, they just put up a statement. I, you know, I, I briefly looked at that, at that. And I think like just friends of ours that like had told, 
had told me that, oh my gosh, people are commenting and saying different things. And what's hilarious is 20 people contacted you. No one else knows as much as we know. Anyone even saying like, well, she doesn't even have the full story. Oh my gosh, this, we were like involved to yeah, even share it's, insight in that, you know? Right. It's just people that feel defensive of their leader. And so yeah. that that's what it yeah. is really. Yeah. And I, I mean, do, for the majority of people. Yeah, and I do want to like clarify too of like me sharing my story and what yes, happened to do. us was not victim blame. I'm that's not what I was trying to do. And not to put any of like that onto her. And I, I even said that in the podcast of like, there's a lot yes, there. You did. There's a lot there. That's not my story to share. So what my intention was, we were badly wounded by the pastors for being involved the way we were involved in this case. And the blame then shifted into like this scapegoating thing onto me instead of the abuser. So the abuser is now left smelling like a rose, but then I'm the one that's to blame here and I'm the one that has to leave the church and I'm the, you know, and so my only intention was if they wanted to like reconcile and run off to the sunset and we didn't get completely annihilated, like, all right, you know, that sucks, obviously, when anyone chooses to be in a relationship, but that's her choice. She's an adult, but that's not what happened. (laughs) Right. They completely ran us over threw us under the bus, lied about my husband. Like you start shitting on my husband's name. No, like yes. you don't get to do that. I get real and defensive for people, of my people. Yeah, absolutely. And for people that don't know, I'm just thinking about this. Like, oh, we just kind of got into talking about all the shit. But Funny. just a recap, we talked it. So I did, Yeah, uh, the podcast is still up. So for anyone who wants to go listen to what we're referring to, please do. Re- but it for a while for a little while I took it offline. I took all of them offline altogether okay. because of this. Right. So, but but I, uh, once we talked about redoing it, I put it back up. So it is up. But um, just give. Do you want to give a little recap of? Yeah, we. Um, I started going to Sovereign Grace um, with my family. Gosh, in two thousand one, and then Adam. Shortly thereafter, we got married in the church. We met in the church. Um, he was then kind of tapped to go to the to the pastor's college we went in 2013 and then came back interned for three and a half years under under rich at sovereign paid Grace or unpaid yeah exactly that's uh, what the people want to know <laughs> yeah um not very good money and so he interned got paid below the poverty level um three years for three that, years. That's another podcast episode in and oh, of gosh. itself. With two, like, had two kids. And then like, it just like, didn't work out because it just didn't work out. Like it was very yeah. weird how it all like went down. We like Steve Tong was there. Rich was there. And I looked rich in the eye of like, I need you to tell me that you fucked up. And then like, I'll leave it alone. You fuck this internship up. I just need that for and he's like, yeah, like he admitted it and was like, yeah, you know what? Like I, I, 
it's true. Like I wasn't prepared, blah, blah, blah. And so we were like, okay. Like, but then from then on, that's when I learned like, okay, these men don't really know what they're doing. When we got involved in the, in that case, the DV case, I questioned like a lot of their decisions. And I think me holding their hand to the fire obviously pissed them off. <laughs> how long was it? So he entered for three years and then mm-hmm. how long, how much longer after that did you stay in the church? We stayed another two years and then left on. That is, well, I mean, that's kind of long though. <laughs> when yeah, you're in it. I think oof. we, I mean, we were just honestly just trying to move on and like that was our community and that and like again like in that toxic culture you feel like there's nothing else out there that's like this right there's no like nothing else can compare like this community is my family and they make it seem that way too like it is so and you think if you leave you like every your whole because that's your life when you're in it that is is. your whole life like that they're very internal it's not very external like they try to spin it off it's people are in the church that's your life you do right you serve in children's ministry if you're a woman you serve you know like yeah you have to serve that's your community you go to small group you do all these things so like all of your friends all of your yeah like are that's it and so for us that was that was it um and so it's we, daunting leaving and it's, yes, it's very, it's really a traumatic. It, it can is. be traumatic because you do yeah. lose your community, your community. And I mean, I think in oh, some totally. cases, some people do, I don't know, in my experience in hearing from a lot of others, sure. uh, the even like, right. When you're in the environment, you think, okay, well, there's like more surfacey friends where you just kind of have to be friends because you're all together sure. or acquaintances. And then you have sure. like, you know, some deeper friendships that you think. Totally. But when you leave, those also fall by the wayside. And it's oh, like, totally. wait, uh, I thought we were, I thought we were deeper than maybe just an acquaintance right. that we serve with on a Sunday morning. Right. Right. And it can be devastating because yeah. you, you don't have a community and you don't well, have a support outside of that typically. Like, and the silence speaks volumes and so when we left like it was like zero like nothing adam i think had a a dinner with one friend i think he had like one coffee date with someone and that was a little awkward like a dinner with this other guy and that was also awkward you know and then it was just like okay like this is obviously not gonna work yeah it is very awkward it is and like with like me or with our other friends um, that left with us, like, no, it was radio silence. I mean, and so that's like harsh. Like it's, it's really yeah. hard because of what you said of like, this is my life. This is my community. Am I mm-hmm. ever going to find something like that again? Uh, no, nor do I want to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? And so, but it takes a long time to process that trauma. And what's so again, bonkers is you're not allowed to be mad at people yep. that fuck you over. You're not allowed to be angry when in the stages of grief, anger yes. is like the first stage, you know, like right. there's this huge disconnect in like just humanity of mm-hmm. like, we were hurt, we're mad and we need to process that. There's no like empathy for 
people that leave, but there's all the, all the empathy in the world. Yes. If a pastor quote unquote makes a mistake, you know? And so like, yeah. Or their famous line is, I'm sorry, you didn't have a good experience. And I'm sorry right. for you, but that's not the norm here. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh my God. Well, okay. Let me introduce How you many to a lot people of people. Have left your church? Yeah, like a lot. exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. But they just, I don't know how they view them. It's like, they just, I guess they just don't care because it's like, they just, you would think if you were just looking at, you it's know, how many people complete, are leaving. It's this denial. complete disassociation. Yeah. Yes. Denial. Like they're yeah. so like dissociated from their own shit. Yeah. That causes harm to other people. And that's what was like mind blowing about like how we left, when we left. And like Jason reached out to us and basically only because like I I was still being vocal about like leaving. And And Jason is a pastor. Jason Hansen is now the lead pastor at Anchor Anchor Church. So he left. um, Right. Okay. Quote unquote on good terms with Sovereign Grace. Um, And went to another, went to Acts 29, which is. Basically, the same sovereign grace yeah i'm like you went from that's one, one thing it's like they leave ministry to another yeah okay. it's the same it's a different name but they basically believe all the same stuff and operate yeah, exactly it's still the fundamentalism same at its core maybe oh, it totally. just looks a little cooler i think at least i can think oh. about the acts 29 church here yeah it was like the cool church Tip. but yeah it, they try to make it wasn't yeah fundamentalism cool no yeah man, cool. so hey duggers stop <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're like the Duggars, but we wear jeans. Yeah, exactly. exactly. We wear hats. We don't even take it we off when hats. we pray. Come as you are, but not really. Um. Yeah. For real. Yeah. We accept all, but not if you know you're yeah. gay or, oh my gosh. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I mean, sorry. So I just wanted to clarify who Jason oh, was. Sure. No, no problem. Yeah. Jason Hansen messaged Adam, but it was really because I was still yapping my gums and was like, yeah, I guess you're still mad. You think? Yeah. You do. I, this is like, and then I think he was like, you know, I wish like we could just be friends and like, let's get lunch or whatever. And he's like, that's not how it works. Like you Jason need, said like, that to Adam. Yes. Kind of like, let's just move on, you know? Yeah. Type of thing. That's the hard part about these pastors as well, is they have such a shallow view of like what reconciliation actually looks like. Oh, that's you know, good. Of yeah. just like let's forgive and then forget everything and then we could be cool. Like that's yeah, basically how they do things in a nutshell, which mm-hmm. then allows for abuses, which we see all the time. And like how many people have been in in domestic violence situations like in Sovereign Grace and Gilbert. And then also like just around the world, there have been countless people that don't feel like because if forgiveness is your top goal and reconciliation is your top goal and not, you know, safety and health for the person afflicted, then And that's where they're lacking, or at least when I was at my church. I mean, yeah, I think that is a common, that is where they lack. That's a huge thread. It is. They don't change, come across, you know, very, very humble. And I'm talking very generally, Sovereign Grace as a whole and the leaders, really humble. And, you know, I want to make things right. 
yada, yada. And then you have a coffee and correction with them and you sit down and explain how they hurt you or how a situation in the church hurt you. And at least for me, I mean, they, they're, I think some of them do care, but they act like they really, really care. At least in my experiences when you're sitting down. Oh, totally. So they're very good at that, but the follow through is none. There's no follow through. It's, oh, I'm sorry. I hurt you. It's I'm sorry. And this is kind of a typical thread that I've seen is I'm sorry that you were hurt by that, but I was really just trying to do what I knew what was best at the time. So if that came across hurtful in a way to you, I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. sorry about that. That's not really an apology. Like that's not like looking inside yourself and okay. Like actually listening to the person who has a grievance with you and, or even if like you're doing like a mediation, if you have a grievance with someone else, it's let's just resolve this on the surface. Oh, I'm sorry. Or if I did this, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, please forgive me. And then of course you have to forgive them at least at the time. Cause then it's sure. like, you're sinning if you don't in that scenario, <laughs> right. which is something that took me a long time to realize, like, it is not my obligation to forgive you and make you feel like everything's okay. Totally. Which is, re- yeah. It, it's so weird to come to that realization. Well, like, and, no, it- and that pressure, that pressure that you felt and pressure that a lot of victims feel is solely on that. Like, exactly. Where is that same pressure on abusive men? Where is that same right. pressure on pastors? Only on the people that have been hurt of like, well, you, yes. you need to be kind. You need to forgive. Mm-hmm. You need to, that's a, a theme that I've seen, like in biblical yeah. specifically is like all that pressure is on the people being harmed. And none of yes. that is on the pastors. And so that was also a really frustrating thing, like with what we went through of like, okay, are you coming to them with as much heat as you are to us? (laughs) Right. Like those 20 people that contacted you, are you, are you getting, are they getting that same heat? I doubt it. They're not. They're not. No, because it's the people, it's the parishioners that needs to like bend the knee use a game of throne reference of like you you have to bend the knee and and it's not there's not that same level standard for the pastors or for abuse absolutely yeah absolutely and that's how abuse right and that's how abuse thrives and totally and if there's no change then how do you it's just going to get brushed under the rug which is obviously what we see over and over and over again oh yeah in all these churches every single one they don't. Totally. So no, it's just repackaged in a different way. Like, yeah, it is. Absolutely. We're going to wrap this up here, but we have a lot that we want to touch on. Sure. I think we talked a little bit about it here, but biblical counseling, I think a good thing yeah. to expand on and talk about just because it, it does a lot of harm and the manipulation and abuse, it all stems yeah. onto that as well. And we've also both Katie and I have gone to actual trauma therapists, right? And there's, let me tell you wild, wildly yes. different, uh, thing. We can speak on that experience as well. Yes. Um, just it's, it's very different. <laughs> It's very different. And honestly, I do see like, it's just kind of sad because I personally was stuck kind of in that rut of 
kind of getting biblical. Well, I was getting biblically counseled, but then also I feel like, like from a biblical counselor and then, but then like, I didn't really know like the difference because I had only done Christian counseling. Oh my gosh. And so it was like, true. and then, so when I went into, yeah, actual therapy, I did a little EMDR. I know I will touch on that too, because I know you really had success with EMDR. It's just night and day. And like, I, it's just to think back, like, oh my gosh, I was so stuck in that rut because biblical counseling was not what I needed and it was really harmful. And I know you can very agree. So yeah, we're going to touch on that a little bit. We are hoping to have some guests on who want to come share their stories. So if you're listening to this and you want to talk and want to share your story of your time in Sovereign Grace, please reach out. I'm going to put some stuff like in the description of where you can reach out. And we also do have a group on Facebook. We are very selective with, well, I'm not sorry. We're not selective. I don't want to say that. We're very (laughs) selective of who we let in. (laughs) No. No, oh, remember when, when Rich after the episode oh my kept gosh. trying to join uh, the group? Let's oh, I just touch on that, that for two seconds. Oh, it's so disrespectful for it is. people it is. in a survivor support group of this toxic church community, yes. Sovereign Grace, for you as a full fledged leader to try to infiltrate in in that group. It's just like the amount of people that were wounded, even just by that action. Yes, it was a lot of people, but there was a lot of harm. There was because Mm -hmm. of this man trying to infiltrate. But like I was saying, we have a group called Recovering SGMers, and we do a pretty good job of figuring out if like you're actually who you say you are, and do we because we want to be a welcoming, healing place for people, and so we don't accept people who are still in Sovereign Grace. Please join if you're listening and you're not on there and you want support, please come join and you're feel free to also reach out. We wanted to come back. I stopped doing it because mentally I could not handle after the rich aftermath. I could not sure. handle mentally. I wasn't in a good spot. I felt like I yeah. had done some steps back and thankfully I was still in counseling at that time, real therapy. And they, they had been like, okay, real this therapy. is, this is probably not the healthiest for you right now. Oh, for sure. Be. So I'm and so glad I got totally, that advice. Oh, of course. And totally I followed not. through with that. So in a much better space now. Totally. And, and so I we feel like, I feel like for me too, like at that time I was still, and I remember talking to you about this now that it's two years later at that time, I was still kind of in defending myself mode of if only people knew the truth, if only people knew how badly we were hurt by these leaders, then maybe there's yes. a chance, you know, type of thing. And that's not what what happened. And so, but then it was also just like kind of a catalyst for me in my journey, like in therapy and like recovering from spiritual trauma of like, I don't need people to know to, to, I don't need to defend myself. You can either believe us or not. That's such a freeing place to be in, right? It really is. They're never going to understand. They don't want to understand. Mm -hmm. And like, and if you're stuck in that community, there is a willful ignorance. It just is what it is. But I'm really thankful that you had me because that was such a big like catalyst of like, okay, like I don't need their validation. I don't need to mm-hmm. defend myself like this is true. And this is my story. And like, I'm sticking to it. And like, I love yeah. that. <laughs> I'm so glad that that yeah. was beneficial. I was no longer like after that and the church statement and all that, I was like, okay, there's nothing else. <laughs> 
that you could do. For real. Yeah. Nothing. And so that's definitely like what you said. It's a very freeing place to be because they really have no, yeah, it's all bark. No bite. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. We're oh, I think just the last thing I wanted to say is sure. we stopped or I stopped doing the podcast as the years grew on. I it just never went away. In the back of my mind, like I still want to give people a voice to speak because, like you were saying, like can be very freeing for oh, some freeing. people. Oh, totally. And very cathartic and help them just on their journey of healing. And it has been that way for me uh, in some areas before the Gilbert podcast, but it was that way for you as <laughs> As well. And totally. so I always had it in the back of my mind and we would sometimes like randomly check in and be like, Oh, when we do the podcast or whatever, I just finally got to the point where it's like, I feel like I'm in a good mental space to do this. But I also totally. like, part of me is like, I don't want like to cave and it's not about winning, but in my mind, it's like then they win and they get to shut yeah. down more voices. And I was like, fuck no, I'm not going to do yeah. that. We're not going <laughs> to let them win. Like they always do. We're going to have these conversations and speak about these stories openly, honestly, and yeah. without really giving a fuck of the repercussions because like you were saying the repercussions what they say not repercussions but no matter what anyone will try to say who's right because what can they do what they can't and so just bark really loud that's all (laughs) so we're finally like both in that mentality and so i'm so excited thank you for doing this with me and i'm really excited to see where this goes so anyway (laughs) thank you guys for joining we appreciate you guys listening reach out if we can be of any help signing up always doing better than cj mahaney deserves (laughs) (laughs) better than i deserve better than i deserve